Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 364 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, oh boy, her Mediterranean diet, Mediterranean nutrition. Yes, we love that. All right, we have a great show with our one and only Chef Abby. Before we begin, just know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. Okay, here's your first reminder to click on iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because I love your feedback. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. Chef Abby, welcome on back for everyone out there. You know she is a culinary nutritionist with a master's degree in nutrition. It's all biochemistry. Lord help us all. Um, and I know, seriously, like that wasn't a walk in the park. And then she's a registered dietitian on top of that. And on top of that, she's a certified chef. So she's like everything. We just hit E, all of the above, and then we get Chef Abby. So we are so blessed to have her with us. And today, oh my gosh, Abby, we're going to talk about your cookbook, the Mediterranean Dash Diet Cookbook. I, I really, you know, everywhere you go... What you hear is that the Mediterranean diet is the bomb. This is the one. And, you know, it's combining some plant nutrition and protein as well as animal. But, you know, it's it's a lovely balance. What is this whole thing about? What's the hype here? Come on now, Chef Abby. All right. So I love the Mediterranean diet. I wrote a few cookbooks based on it. Um, so the Mediterranean is a pretty big area of the world. There, it's the Mediterranean Sea, and there are actually 21 countries that border or sit in some respect on the Mediterranean Sea. So it covers a big region, but they all have a very similar eating pattern as far as a lot of seafood because they're right there at the ocean, a lot of whole grains, whole fruits and vegetables, um, you know, nuts and seeds, all of this kind of really wonderful um, animal and plant-based foods. But also it's a kind of lifestyle approach where you eat with family and friends as much as possible. So there's a social aspect to eating. You assume the vertical, which I know is one of your favorite sayings. So you don't have to run a marathon, but you move your body. You, you know, you are doing some sort of exercise. Um, and then they do also include a little bit of wine. So not necessarily every day, but it is okay to have a glass of um, red wine or white wine with your dinner for example. So that's kind of the broad. Oh, we, we like, we like that part. Oh, yeah. Okay. So everyone's head went down and they're all writing, Oh, alcohol is just a fine idea. No problem whatsoever. <laughs> so chef Abby, what is, what is the magic behind the Mediterranean diet? Everyone uses the word balance. 
Well, what does a plate look like when it's balanced? I, I think a lot of people think, you know, half of it is, you know, half of an animal. Um, and then you've got a teeny little bunch with greens and whatever shoved over to the corner. I mean, what is balanced, you know, per the Mediterranean way? So I'll, a visual way of thinking of it, which is not necessarily how you're going to eat every meal, but half of what you eat should be vegetables. A quarter should be some sort of starch. So that could be whole grains. That could be um, sweet potatoes or regular potatoes. Or even we could probably put beans and lentils in there a little bit because those kind of cross over into different categories and then a quarter of protein, and it could be animal protein or plant-based protein. Um, so that's kind of an overall view of it. The Mediterranean diet kind of breaks it down even a little bit further in that every day you eat, you know, five to seven servings of vegetables. You eat three to five servings of fruits. Um, you have seafood three or more times a week. You keep red meat and poultry um, and pork and other animal proteins down to one or two times a week. You eat lentils and beans and legumes, you know, at least three times a week. You're really trying to, to bump up a lot of the complex carbohydrates and plant-based proteins. And then with the animal proteins, you keep them on the leaner side. So a lot of that fish and seafood Maybe it's chicken breast, maybe it's pork tenderloin, um, a lean cut of beef like a sirloin, something like that. So it's kind of a, a weekly view, but everything is from a whole approach. So you're eating the whole potato or the whole strawberry. You're not eating, um, you know, as you're hopefully eating less pre-packaged processed foods. Um, and they also use a lot of herbs and spices. That will change because North Africa is part of the Mediterranean Sea, but also Italy and Spain. So the flavor profiles from those three regions are totally different, um, but it'll be the same kind of basis of food, although the preparation and the flavor profiles will be different. Absolutely. And what's wrong with the current dietary intake of the average person out there versus what's going on with the Mediterranean diet? What's the difference? Like the sad diet, the standard American Like diet. Like you know, the stuff that, you know, the 24-7, never-ended, uh, grab-and-go, dashboard dining. I could yeah, go on. Yeah. You get the point. So give me, just so we understand, what would a dinner look like, even if someone was happy enough to find a dinner, um, you know, they're microwaving mm -hmm. it. What's going on out there? So a lot of people aren't cooking anymore. I feel like that skill set, I mean, I feel like it's true, but I've also, there's also a lot of research that's showing that it's true, that people are not cooking as much. They're not growing up learning how to cook home ec, which was a something that we all took sewing and cooking in high school. They don't really offer that anymore. So fewer and fewer people are learning how to cook when they grow up and then they become adults who don't know how to cook. 
So that's one big issue. So if you're getting a lot of restaurant meals or takeout and delivery, we know that restaurant meals can be good and they can taste good, but a lot of times they have more fat, there's more sodium, and you're eating a lot more calories and a lot more quantity of food if that's kind of your mainstay in how you're getting food. Um, and then also frozen meal. If you're getting frozen meals that you just microwave, there's a lot of sodium. There might be a lot of ingredients in there that isn't actually food. There's a lot of preservatives and things like that. So that also contributes to disease and obesity and, you know, just general not feeling great in your body maybe and still, again, could be more calories than you really need. And you also might be eating more to feel satisfied. So if you could have a plate of food that's a piece of salmon or a piece of fish, a bunch of veggies, and then some whole grains with some nuts on it, like envision kind of what a really nice plate at a restaurant would look like to you, but maybe you cooked it or someone else cooked it for you. You can eat that and feel much more satisfied than microwaving something or, you know, doing other things out of a package. Okay, so what about processed and ultra-processed sugars? Yeah, so a lot of different types of foods are processed. So like oatmeal, like if you bought rolled oats, that's technically processed. But when we're talking about sugar, um, a lot of ultra-processed foods, and even, I guess, less than ultra-processed, just processed, have sugar. So if you get um, jelly or jam, that's still processed food, and depending on what brand you get and how it's made, there could be varying degrees of how much added sugar is in there. So that's something to look out for. You might think you're doing the right thing, but you really need to look at the label and see what's being added in there to make it taste better or what people think should taste better. In the best of all worlds, you're getting sugar from natural sugars. Yeah. You're not yeah, you're exactly. not getting something that's processed or ultra processed. So, you know, fruits and vegetables have plenty of wonderful sugar, but they also have something else too that really, really helps us. By the way, when you have more fruits and vegetables, you live longer. There's really strong science behind this. It also helps tremendously with brain health. Um, so, you know, we're not playing around here. It's not just, oh, I want a little something sweet. You know, also your, your, your whole body, your brain, especially um, in the reward center, but also your microbiome, gets used to a certain level of sweetness from something that's natural, like an apple or a banana or, you know, any, any assortment of fruits out there, right? And so, you know, what's really important here is that when you have something uber sweet because it's ultra processed, um, you know, packaged, uh, kind of overly glazed, infrosted cookies and things like this, you immediately kind of almost go, ugh, because it's way, way over the top. And it doesn't really taste that good. It tastes uh, as though it's artificial. It doesn't taste real at all. And so once you get adapted to natural sugars, that is such a better place to be. 
And, you know, it doesn't take much. Just get on out there and buy them. They're everywhere. Um, you know, when you're going to the grocery store, hang out in produce. Find out what's going on um, and, and start experimenting a little bit. Uh, sorry about the cost of produce these days, but hopefully yeah, um, that won't get much worse than it already is. But, you know, I, I think that that's really super important. Ultra process are absolute trash. It's science fair projects versus real food, you know, real sweetness. Um, all right, let's go back to the Mediterranean diet here. What are some really fun ways from your cookbook to be able to get something that's a little bit of a treat here? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so much. There's one that I talk about all the time, which I'm sure that you have had before. Um, you just take some plain yogurt. It could be Greek yogurt. It could be not Greek yogurt, but make sure it's plain. And then you take a bunch of berries. It could be raspberries, blueberries, strawberries. And you, if they're strawberries, you just chop them up a little bit. And then you kind of mash them a little bit and mix them with the yogurt. And it becomes naturally sweet fruit yogurt. You can add a touch of honey or maple syrup if you want to, um, but I find you generally don't need to. You could add in some nuts for crunch. Like That's kind of a very basic, easy-to-do snack or breakfast. Um, that and, and, sweet. and what are you getting from all of that? What are the macronutrients? How does that work? Oh, it's amazing. So you're going to get so much great protein from that yogurt, um, especially if it's Greek yogurt, a cup of Greek yogurt is something like 15 grams of protein. Um, and then all the vitamins and minerals and antioxidants from the fruit plus dietary fiber. Um, and then the nuts, if you put nuts in there or something like that, or granola, um, you would get healthy fats, vitamin E, you know, all sorts of great things happening there too. So you get the whole package. <coughs> I'm getting all choked up over this. Um, <laughs> So I read the other day that we get almost no fiber. Is that true? Oh, yeah. It's so, it's, it's so interesting to me because it's 25 grams of fiber daily recommended for a woman. Um, and you get fiber only from plant-based foods. And I know that some of you out there might be saying, but that protein bar that I eat has fiber in it or this other processed food that I eat says it has fiber. So that is added fiber to that processed food item. We want to try to get it from plants. So beans, lentils, fruits and veggies, all of those things are going to give you really great fiber. And if you're eating the, the amount of plants that we should be eating in a day, it's easy to hit that 25 grams where we, a lot of us fall short because we're not eating enough fruits and vegetables. Um, or we're eating, you know, everyone's very into protein now, so they're overdoing it on the protein side, so they get filled up, and that makes them underdoing it on that fiber side, which could be, you know, they're shorting themselves again on fruits or vegetables, or maybe they don't eat as much of the beans and lentils as they wanted to, or, you know, nuts are a great source of fiber also. Just think about all those um, whole 
plant-based foods. And that's where we're going to fill up on our fiber. Let's go to another place, raw versus cooked vegetables. Mm-hmm. How, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to stick to, you know, mostly uh, raw vegetables. Any, any reason why they should or shouldn't? Yeah. So I, so there's a few things. Um, some raw vegetables are good, but there's a few reasons why we should also include cooked. So the first one being that there are certain vitamins in the vegetables that are better absorbed by our bodies when they are cooked. And so it's called a nutrient synergy. So tomatoes, for example, when you cook down tomatoes, maybe it's a tomato sauce, maybe you just sauteed some in a pan, um, but the action of changing that cell structure even a little bit and cooking it a little bit makes the lycopene more accessible in our bodies. So if you eat a raw tomato, versus a cooked tomato, our bodies will receive more of those nutrients. And that happens with other vegetables too. And then also some raw vegetables, your body has trouble breaking that down. They're too, too much roughage. So it is a softer, softer on your GI. It's easier for your body to manage and digest some vegetables if they are cooked. So like kale. You can eat raw kale. I'm not a huge fan. You really need to cut it finely and massage it with oil and salt to start to break down that cell structure. But if you just cooked it for a few minutes, it would soften it and break down that cell structure naturally and it'll be easier for you to eat and easier for you to digest. And I think it tastes better also. Excellent. Then, you know, really, ah, it, it it goes back to that B word, balance. You know, I do some, yeah. you know, raw vegetables. Um, well, for instance, salads. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm getting ready to have some really historic, epic spring salads to celebrate spring when it shows up uh, later this uh, month. But honestly, um, I just, you know, uh, bounce between that um, and, and cooked vegetables, because, uh, isn't it true, say for instance, that tomatoes are best cooked because that's where you get the highest levels of lycopene and, uh, vitamins, uh, it's just the way it, it, it is. Whereas, um, you know, yeah. uh, I could have a carrot all day long. Love those. Um, they're, they're my go-to right. munchie, right. uh, when I start doing that, uh, kind of, anxiety eating it's like you just want to chomp on something while you're really you know thinking about writing that specific document it's like what is up with that people just do that and quite frankly animals do that it's a very common thing to see that anxiety produces more of a chewing behavior um on the part of warm-blooded mammals so i'm just happy to know that i'm right in there with all the rest of the animal kingdom and then there's nothing horribly wrong with me (laughs) i'll just have my little raw vegetables (laughs) when i feel like i need to what i'd rather have you know something you know like a big bag of chips or something because i want to get a crunch it's like a crunch thing and that's where i really love you know, always planning ahead, chopping up raw vegetables, keeping them available in the refrigerator at all times, 
right? And it just works like a charm. Then this way I won't cave to the crave and end up uh, putting something in my mouth that's not so optimal. So there you have it. So, yeah. in you know, as we summarize what's going on with the Mediterranean, you know, uh, uh, dietary direction, um, the whole blueprint here, what you're really saying is that it's a balance that has macronutrients that really prioritize uh, plants with some, you know, fish mm -hmm. and, and meat. Um, but really, it's, it's heavily uh, weighted toward uh, plants. No question about that. And that the yeah. protein has many sources. People forget plants have protein. Hello. Um, and, and, yep. and not to forget that. And that is the, a combination of a variety of things that you eat that give you your complete protein. Um, if you're not having a meat or, or fish at that very um, meal, that indeed um, uh, really stressing something like this and natural whole foods that you would see, oh, okay, oh no, the four letter word, cook. Um, it's like, who, who does that anymore? Um, it's so last year. I mean, yeah. I, that's why it's so important to have you, Chef Abby, because you're a chef and I bet you're just horrified by the way we just sort of bounce from microwavable something to microwavable something. It's like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh God, I feel like people are overwhelmed in the kitchen and I totally understand that, which is why. You know, I don't want to be in the kitchen all day either. But so I try to to help people learn that you can cook very simply, easily, in a short amount of time, and still will taste really good and be nutritious. So that's kind of the goal, right? Yes, absolutely, no question about it. And I'm I'm all about balance. And I'm all about, you know, the microbiome, uh, the trillion little, you know, uh, helpers in your gut. Um, they love diversity. That's why, you know what the best diversity is? And this is something we're going to talk about for our next episode. Because we're going to be talking about what goes on seasonally. The best diversity in the, in the whole world is what happens seasonally when we have new seasonal vegetables and fruits available to us. Um, so it's not like we have to kind of go out there and figure this out. All of a sudden, there they appear in the markets, in the farmer's markets. Oh, we need to talk about farmer's markets. You know, that, that wonderful local source. So next go around, folks, Chef Abby is going to be addressing this in a big way, which is biodiversity, making sure that we keep our microbiome all happy um, with, with a greater uh, spectrum of choices for uh, foods, all foods in general, and challenge your 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 tummy. Don't don't just be eating the same thing every day. Come on now, because um, it's so much better for you uh, at multiple levels of your health. Um, and at the end of the day, what we want is uh, health, vitality. We want to boost our immune function. We want to be able to feel great and energized and you you do that with whole food nutrition one last uh, word of wisdom from you chef abby about the mediterranean dash diet and how they can find out about your book oh yeah so um you can 
wherever books are sold, like Amazon or Barnes and Noble, they definitely have my books. Um, and see words of wisdom about the Mediterranean diet. Don't overthink it. You know, just look for whole foods, be open to things like beans and lentils and and seafood and, and try to experiment with all those colorful fruits and veggies. Yes, absolutely. I love it, love it, love it. So, um, and where can they find your book? Um, they can go to Amazon.com or I believe BarnesandNoble.com. They should be able to find it there. It's everywhere. That's the Mediterranean Dash Diet Cookbook, everyone. And that's written by our one and only Chef Abby Gelman. And thank you so much for once again making us all hungry because now we want to run into our kitchen and do something delicious to ourselves. All right, now, everyone out there, take a minute to hit iTunes, rate and review the show because I want to hear from you. Why, why, why? Because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Thanks for listening today. Please stay safe and stay well.